What's up, Refresh Your Family, and Happy New Year to you all. In this very first message in this new year, 2024, Sean Pierce is casting Repray Share's vision for this year. As you all know, we are still becoming the church that God intended, but we have a vision and we have a focus in this year of holiness. And we are on a pursuit of holiness together. So we pray that after hearing this message, it resonates with you and it empowers you to journey with us on this pursuit of being holy, holy. Now I can say it. So I'm super excited about this year, man. I um, I think this is my, the most exciting I've been about a theme pretty much ever. Um, and so I'm super excited about what God has given us uh, to journey with. We already are planned out for the next at least four months. And so everything is in the vault and we are legit ready for all that God is about to do. And so I want to give a couple of things beforehand. And I'm going to tell you now, um, some of y'all that's been in like Baptist church, you probably don't think I'm lying when I'm saying this, but uh, I really mean it. We're not going to be here that long today. Um, I'm really finna give us this vision. This is our vision cast Saturday. So I'm just finna give us the vision for this year, what we're about to dive into. And we're going to go ahead and, and, and continue with our Saturday. So I promise you, I'm not lying when I say we're not going to be here long at all. And so, um, but I do want to give us some things that I just want us to think about. And I want to, I want to be a good steward of uh, the people that are going to be planted um, this year with us um, to, to receive everything God has for us uh, in this year. And so number one, I am encouraging you. And I said this on the live, I'm encouraging everyone. If you are going to be planted here, if you are going to um, allow God to sow into you in this in this uh, community, I am encouraging you to seek out um, Christian or believers in Jesus Christ that are counselors or therapists. I am encouraging it, and I am going to tell you why I'm encouraging it. But through through the confirmation that I got that I received. Um, for what I feel like strongly, what I really feel strong that God is leading us to talk about and to dive into um, this year, I truly believe that it's going to bring up a lot of stuff that's that's necessary in each and every one of us that we're going to need, not just Jesus, but we're going to need some people that Jesus has equipped with gifts um, and has equipped with the ability to walk people through things that uh, they necessarily can't walk themselves through. Can I say this about therapists and, and, and counselors? It's just super funny to me that we'll depend on a doctor that has studied medicine, that has studied the body to help us when we have something hurting physically or we don't understand something that's going on in our body physically, but we don't trust the same uh, uh, the same human that has also spent time and God has gifted and, and set uh, on assignment to help people mentally. Like we're okay with going to our, our doctor to see about our leg and our back and our arm and our chest and, and our, and our heart and all these different things, but we don't go to a person that has studied and done research, if not more research um, to help people with the thing that's going to, actually direct you and, and, and lead you to make all the decisions and lead you to do all the things uh, that you're going to do in this lifetime. 
which is your mind. And so I'm encouraging all of us, if you got insurance, it's even easier to go and find a, a believer, a one that's walking with Jesus, um, that can help you walk through some things that that I'm I'm pretty sure that's gonna come up throughout the next at least four months, at least. And so I'm putting that out there. I want to be a good steward. I don't want you to be blindsided and you be sitting in your room and all this stuff has come up and you like, what am I supposed to do with all of this? Go get your counselor and a therapist because Sean cannot be one for you. Um, and I only want to play like it. And so that's my caution. That's what I wanted to put out before we jump into anything. Now, uh, vision for 2024. And so um, if you've got all the posts that the beautiful posts that Angie has made and posted for this year already about the theme for 2024, our theme is um, it's still becoming a church that God intended, but our focus is aimed in holy, holy. Now, I want to give you all this before I give you all what that means. I want to give you all how we got here. So. Um, if you were on Instagram, you heard a little bit, but I want to share with everybody. So we understand we're all on the same page. Um, in the middle of the year, actually around May, uh, June, Angie literally got this word. Um, and if you know anything, uh, I believe in Angie 110%, but I also believe that God wanted to tell me if I'm going to roll with something. And so when she said, I was like, at first when she said holiness, I'm like, I don't know about that because I could, I'm just thinking about the word and what it means. And I'm like, I don't know if we are supposed to be doing holiness in 2024. And so I, and, and if I'm honest, half of it was, I was blocking myself because I'm like, we did becoming a church that God intended. God, I know you finna give me something that's just finna rock our world. Like it's finna be something, some new little spicy little vision. Like we finna go up. It's finna be, it's finna be something like, um next level or it's going to be something like um uh 10x i don't know it's going to be something crazy and so i'm searching for something waiting on him to give it don't hear nothing and it was one time in my quiet time i felt like the holy spirit said um it's not gonna be nothing new like i'm not changing becoming the church that god intended you're still finna rock with that i'm like what and so I'm like, okay, so become the church of God intended. I tell Angie this, and I got to thinking about what she told me, holiness. So I'm like, become the church of God intended, holiness. And they'll go together. And it wasn't until like maybe the end of November, early December, where I was in my quiet time, and the Lord gave me like this vision. And like, it was the most vivid. It was just as vivid as the vision that he gave me about the revival. And those are the two things that I've gotten the most clearest vision, the most clearest like clarity on in ministry period. And so he gave me this vision. And when I say this vision rocked my world, like I ain't never, like, I'm, I don't, I don't really do, um, like I don't really cry a lot. I don't y'all this morning. I think if I, if I had uh tear blockage, it's, it's unclogged. Like it, it came out, it's all out there. Ain't nothing left for 2024. And like the vision was so vivid. I seen it all. I knew it all. I understood it all. And I'm like, okay, so you do want holiness. You do want us to pursue this. 
And so that's another reason why I'm, I'm telling y'all that you need to seek some type of outside help mentally, because the stuff that's going to come up within this year is going to be stuff that maybe you have stuck down. Maybe you didn't think it affected you like that. Maybe you didn't think that it was robbing you of your innocence. Maybe you didn't feel like all these different things that is going to come up. And so I'm super like, if I haven't been sure about anything, I believe I'm super sure about this, that this year we're supposed to pursue holiness. And so the theme is holy, holy. Now, let me break that down. Holy, um, um, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And why we, uh, why we added that word, that word holy literally means to the full or extent, um, entire extent. And so what are we doing? Why do we add this? We added that word because the goal with holy is we want to deal specifically with every area of our lives. Every specific area of our lives, we want to actually pursue holiness in those areas. We want to pursue holiness completely. Like we're not just pursuing holiness for church on Sunday or church on Saturday or or the revivals that we're going to have, or we're not pursuing holiness just for us to be married like we're pursuing holiness in every single area to be to, to pursue it completely to pursue it and check out every area in our lives and see is it something are, are we living that area out in a way that God has called us to or is there something that's keeping us from being able to do so now I have a question that as I gave you this and I'm talking about we're pursuing the every specific area that we can when it comes to holiness this is my question, and I'm just giving us this question just for our reflection. So as we sit here and listen to that definition and what the goal is for that for that word specifically, what areas come to mind that you aren't whole in or you haven't addressed that are causing you to live from a place that is cracked, that's broken, that's been stuffed with a uh, 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 Jesus glitter or stuff with these church uh, colloquialisms, all these different things that's just making you feel like uh, you're able to live from a space that you're not seeing the fruit from. And it may be because it's not whole. What area comes to mind? And I want to pause. For a lot of us, some things just popped up in our mind that it's some areas that we know for sure that we see the fruit from that's not whole. It's not something that is operating in the way that God intended for it to operate. It could be your emotional life, your emotional health. It could be your physical health. It could be your finances. It could be the way that you think. It could be the way that you talk to people. It could be your attitude. It could be, it could be so many different areas that's causing you not to be uh, a whole because of something that happened when you were six because of something that happened when you were five, because of something that happened when you were uh, 16, 17, 18, going off to college, because of something that happened while you were in college, because of something that happened last year. And you're not holding that area, so you don't have the ability to function from that area completely in a way that's healthy, that's going to bear the fruit that God would want you to bear. So our goal for holy is we want to specifically touch every area 
that we're not holding. We're going to talk about it. I promise you, as we've built out this, this for the, the next four months, we're going to talk about every single thing. We're going to touch it. Now, holiness, the second word, holy or holiness, literally means to be set apart, cut from, pure, clean. Holiness is the chief attribute of God. It's really who God is. God is holy. He's set apart. There's none like him. There's none uh, before him. There's none coming after him. He is God. He is holy. He is set apart. There's nothing that you can compare to him. And we're going to dive into that. And also, holiness is something that God makes people. He also makes places holy. He also makes things holy throughout the Bible and also still today. So holiness is a condition of purity and blameless that only comes through Jesus and through what Jesus did on the cross, but it has to be stewarded by each individual that believes in Jesus daily. Holiness is also the gateway to redemption of our innocence. So holiness, being holy, holy is an attribute of God. It's actually who God is. He's holy. Like it's, it's nothing, it's no way to get around that. Whether you know the whole Bible or you know a few scriptures, what you read is just giving you the picture and giving you the, the, the reasons and the ability to see his holiness. But even if you don't read any scripture in the Bible, even if somebody don't believe in God, God is still going to be holy regardless. But we are able, if we read the Bible, to see God's holiness in, in action. We're able to see God be holy. But I want to, I want to like put that in our in our minds, really, really uh, uh, um, tough. That like, listen, regardless if we believe it or not, God is going to be holy. He's going to be set apart. There's not going to be anything like Him, regardless of what we want to believe. But we're going to go through the Bible and see the ways that God gives us the ability to see how holy He is. And again, God makes people. He makes things. He makes places holy. And it's only through the work that Jesus did on the cross that we're able to be holy in the sight of God after Genesis 1 through 3. When Jesus came back, he gave us the ability to be holy, to be blameless in the sight of God. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to steward it. Every day we have to steward our holiness. And the last thing I wanted to put here for holiness is holiness is also the gateway to the redemption of our innocence. I want to that if I'm honest with y'all, that part right there is one of the things that I'm super I'm so excited about because that part there is really what God put dropped in my heart about this whole thing. That holiness is really the gateway to the redemption of our innocence. And listen, we're going to hop in it. I don't even want to stay there too long because I'll be there for another 45 minutes. So I just want to give you that because, again, we're just casting vision. But I want you to think about those things. The goal with holiness is to specifically pursue what God has called us to be, giving us the ability to be through the finished work of Jesus Christ and the daily help of from the Holy Spirit. And lastly, it's what Christ is coming back to see in his bride. 
scriptures tells us that Christ is coming back to see his bride holy and blameless. So it's not just what God has called us to be. It's not just what Christ gave us the ability to be through the finished work of him and, and Holy Spirit giving us the ability to have him to help us steward it. But it's also something that Christ said, that's what he's coming back to see his bride as. Holy. I have a question for us that I want us to ponder on as well. As we sit here and we listen to this definition, we listen to this vision, what areas come to mind first that you haven't been pursuing holiness in or haven't been stewarding your holiness in and what has it been costing you? As we sit here, we listen to this vision. We listen to what we strongly feel God has put on our heart to pursue. What areas come to mind first that we haven't been pursuing holiness in or been stewarding our holiness in? And what has it been costing? What has it been costing? Listen, I, I want to go into this so much, but I just can't. I told him I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not going to do it. But what has it been costing? What's the area that maybe you haven't been pursuing holiness in at all? Or you haven't been stewarding holiness in that area at all? And what has that been costing? That's just a question for our reflection. Just to start getting us in the mind from what we're about to really dive into. Now, I want to give us an actual vision for 2024. So this is the vision that I felt like God gave me in my quiet time a couple of days ago for us to have as a tangible, as something that we can hold on to vision-wise. So the vision for 2024 is to, number one, understand and pursue holiness for the purpose of obeying God. So to understand what holiness is, to pursue it, and the number one reason is because we're obeying God. Like, our reason for pursuing holiness, yes, we got benefits. Yes, there's there's things that come on the backside of it. Yeah, but the number one reason we're pursuing holiness and we need to understand it to pursue it is because we're actually we're obeying what God said. Like after we receive salvation, everything after that, a part of that is stewarding your holiness living daily to aim to be holier, to live a holy life. So we're just, oh, number one, we're obeying God. The second part is, is to live life the king's way. So the vision for 2024 is to understand and pursue holiness for the number one purpose of obeying God. The second thing is to live life the king's way. Jesus is the most holiest human that's ever walked this earth he didn't just come and die for us to be reconciled to god but he also died so that he also lived 
so that we can see what it looks like to live holy. He's our ultimate example of what that looks like. And so our pursuit is to understand what holiness is, to pursue it, number one, to obey God. Number two is to live life the king's way, to live more like Jesus. Not just so we can say that we are doing so, because that, but because that's what he's called us to do. He's called us to be more, become more like his son. And the last thing is something that I love. Um, and I, I pray that this is something that we all get to experience. The last thing is to become our most purest and most innocent selves. I truly believe that nothing in the Bible God calls us to do is just because he wants, he's just sitting on the throne like, that's what I want. I don't care about nothing else. No, I just think that we have a loving father that knows what it will look like for us to be our best selves because he created us and he knows the pathway to be able to get there. So yes, we're doing it to obey him, but he knows through our obedience to him what the benefits will be and those benefits are the best benefits we can receive. He doesn't just want us to pursue holiness just to be like, I got kids that's pursuing holiness and you don't. No, like he wants us to pursue holiness because he's holy, but also he knows through our pursuit of holiness what we, what we receive from that. We have the ability to receive the actual ability daily to pursue what we lost in the beginning. To pursue our most purest and innocent selves so that we can live a life from a cup that's whole, not from a cup that's broken in 17 areas that he never wanted to be broken in the first place. So the last thing, last part of our vision is, yes, we want to, we're doing it to obey God, 110%, number one. That's what he's called us to do. We're doing it to live life the king's way. 110%. The last one, though, we're doing it to become our purest, most innocent selves, which I truly believe is everybody, I don't care if you believe in Jesus Christ or not, it's your number one aim. You're trying to get back to a place, you just don't know how to get back to it. So you're doing everything else to try to fill a void, which really and truly, you're just trying to get back to a place where you have peace, where you're your, your best self where you can actually have the best thoughts, but you don't know how to get there. So, and a lot of times, if I'm honest with you, and I truly believe this, I'm 10 toes down on this. I truly believe that most people, and I was like this, don't even have hope to be their pure self because they just don't think they can get back to it. I truly believe a lot of people don't even think they can be innocent anymore. Because of all the decisions that they made, because of all the, but what if I, what if I told you that a part of pursuing holiness is for us to be able to get back to our, our pure selves. If you look up both words, holiness and innocence, the bottom, the foundation of those words is purity, cleanness. So why would he tell us to pursue it? If, it, if, if the end result wasn't, wasn't to get us back to a place where Adam and Eve was in the beginning roaming around with their father in, 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 in the Garden of Eden in their most purest, most holiest, most, most clean 
most unblemished places that they that they were that they've ever been. Humans have ever been. Period. The first two humans were the most purest, cleanest, most innocent people on earth. Why would he want us to pursue holiness if that's not a benefit of it? So the last part of our vision is, listen, my prayer for everybody that's here and everybody that's going to listen is that we get to the, the most purest, the most innocent place that we've ever been in our life. And it's going to be because we pursue holiness. We understood it. We pursued it to obey, obey God, to live life the king's way, and to become our most purest, most innocent selves. Now, I want to give us this, and then we're about to leave. Um, I told you it wasn't going to be long. I know that some of y'all didn't believe me because y'all been in, you know, especially the black church. And so usually when a pastor say that, he's going to be there for another 35, 45 minutes. But that's not that's not the case. Right. And so I want to give us this launching pad before we leave. Um, and I just want to give us this picture. I want to give us the picture of the three areas that we're going to deep dive into um, for the next four months, pretty much. Um, and it comes from the beginning. It comes from Genesis one through three. All right. So I want to give us this launching pad and I'm not going to read all of that. I'm just going to give us the vision so that we can get out of here. So Genesis one. If you go read Genesis one, you see the holiness of God. Again, he was holy before the first scripture, but through Genesis one, he gives us the ability to see his holiness. There was no one else that was going to say, uh, um, let there be light. And there was light. There was no one else that was going to separate uh, uh, the light from the, the day from the night. There was no one else that was going to be able to um, separate the earth the water from the earth and the water from the heavens. There was no one else that was going to be able to uh, tell water to come together so that there could be land. Scripture even tells us that God put all water in his hand. There's none like him. So he gives us the ability to see his holiness. There's no one else that's going to, that's going to take dirt and make a man blow into his nostrils and give him life. There was no one that was going to take dirt and make all the animals that we see today. Wild animals uh, uh, in the uh, water, land animals, even the small ants that you step on. Or that we step on, because I step on too. God created all of that. There's none like him. There's no other God that can create by speaking and things come to pass. He's holy. There's none like him. So that gives us the ability to know, number one, that that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to dive into God's holiness. Number two, Genesis 2, a part of that, a big part of that, is seeing the holiness of the first humans, the innocence of the first humans. That's an area that we're going to dive into. Adam and Eve were their most purest, their most holiness, holiest, their most innocent that they ever was at that point, roaming around in the in the in the in the, in the a breeze of the day with the God that just created them. There was no shame, there was no guilt, there was nothing. It was just pure innocence. 
There was no sin. There was nothing. We're going to dive into the pursuit of getting back to being innocent and holy. That's an area. The last area we're going to dive into comes from Genesis 3. We're going to dive into the enemy of our holiness. Can I actually say this? We're going to dive into the two enemies of our holiness. I just got this last night. I would I was going to say just the enemy and just talk about the, the devil, the snake. But if I'm honest, as I, as I kept pondering on chapter three of Genesis, there's two enemies there. It's not just one. It's two enemies in chapter three. The first enemy is the devil. He doesn't want us to be holy. He doesn't want us to be pure because actually he knows where that, if we are that, he knows where it came from, which ultimately is what he doesn't want us to be committed, to be connected to the one that created us. So yes, he's a, he doesn't like us to be holy. He doesn't want us to pursue it. So he is the number one enemy of our holiness, of our innocence, 110%. But the second one, that I truly believe is an enemy, unless we steward it right, is ourselves. And this is why I'm saying that. The enemy could entice, all he did was question what God said and, and rebuttal Eve into believing and to pondering that what God said wasn't really true. But it still took Adam to make a decision to eat the fruit. The devil could have gave them another lecture on why they should eat it. If they choose not to eat it, they're still pure and innocent. So yes, the enemy is number one, hates our purity, hates our innocence, don't, doesn't want us to be holy. But it still takes us to make a choice. And if I'm honest with you, through this vision, that I know God showed me within my own life. So some stuff came in adolescence when I couldn't make those decisions. But a lot of the areas that I'm having to go back and seek wholeness in came from, yes, maybe the devil pursued. He tried to persuade me to make a bad decision. But I had to make that decision. I became, when I made that decision, I became an, an enemy to my own holiness. An enemy to my own innocence. Because I decided to make a decision that 75% of them, I knew where it was about to lead me. But because I have this old flesh, I decided to make it anyway. And now I had to reap what it cost to make that decision. I know I would like to sit here and blame it all on the enemy and say, well, it was just the enemy. Nah, I had to make the decision. And so I don't want to just focus on him and what he does. We're going to talk about it because it's real and it's evident. He's he's coming against you being holy, is coming against even you pursuing it and you pursuing to get back to being innocent. He's going to come against it. He doesn't want you to get there. 
And we also have to talk about the second way that you don't get there. And it's by you making a decision is by you not taking hold of the stewardship that you have when it comes to pursuing holiness and getting back to being innocent. We have to talk about both of them because they both can become enemies. And let me say this. I know within my life, I can't speak for you. But at some point, I didn't even need the enemy to tell me to go do it. So who, who am I to blame when he didn't have to tell me to go do it? But I still wanted to do it because it was a habit at that point. And I fell in love with robbing myself of being able to, to not just pursue holiness, but feel the benefits of what happens when I do pursue it, being innocent. I can't even blame the devil for all the times that I didn't, I didn't want to pursue it. At some point, it was a habit, and I loved the 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 um, satisfaction I got for that ten minutes, for that three minutes, for that night. I chose it. He didn't have to tell me to. I was committed to it. I was convinced, which is what the Bible says. Eve said she was convinced of what God said wasn't really one hundred percent true. She got to a point where she was convinced of it. The devil had done his part. He didn't have to say nothing else. And the Bible says she was convinced that the fruit was good. She could eat it. You know what? I'm going to give us at least one scripture before we leave. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter three, verse six, the woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. The devil did his part, yep. But she had to be convinced that what she knew before, she didn't have to worry about it anymore. She can make her decision. Now, now it was up to her what she was going to do. She got convinced. And I know within my life, once you get convinced, the devil don't have to entice you no more. You're already in a playground. He don't have to chase you anymore. You've already, you've, you've already been convinced. And so... One of the things I want to one of the things I want to deep dive in. Yeah, we're going to deep dive in the enemy because it's real. He's real. He's coming after it. But in some areas, if I'm honest, some areas he don't even have to come after anymore. We're convinced that that's just the way that we want to do it. And and we have to go there so that we can become unconvinced of the way that we're thinking and come and become convinced of what God has said about that area. And how that area should be flourishing. And how he wants you to be blessed in that area. And it's going to be through the pursuit of holiness. And so listen, y'all. That's the vision for 2024. That's what we're about to do. And I hope and pray that all of you here are going to get planning for the next four months at least at least get what god wants us to get from this vision because i truly believe that this 
next four months. If the rest of it, you don't get nothing else. I believe this next four months that we've already planned out. The teacher team came together. God, Holy Spirit spoke. We put it down. And some of this stuff, I just know it's going to lead us to have to go to counseling and therapy. But it's going to be good because we're going to get to a place where we're whole now. We can make decisions from a whole a whole place. And so, listen, I love y'all. I told y'all we're going to be out. And I just want to pray for us. And I'm going to turn it back over to Kaya. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you first and foremost for this time, God. I thank you that you are holy, that, that no matter what we want to know, what we do know, God, it doesn't matter. You're holy regardless of what it is. God, before Genesis 1, you were holy. And so, God, allow for us to understand how holy you are, how set apart you are, how in the book of Isaiah it says there's none that comes before you and there's none that's coming after you, that you are holy, that you are God and there's none like you. And so God, I just thank you that we're able to serve you, that we're able to be called your children. And God, I'm praying that as you've given me this vision, I'm praying it right now that Holy Spirit, you are speaking to each and every person that that's on here that was on here. And God, I'm praying that you are starting to just put in their heart just this pursuit. I'm praying that you are giving them this desire that you gave them a picture, that you gave them something to see that's given them just a desire to want to pursue holiness. And God, I'm praying that over this, the course of this next four months, over the course of 2024, that you would give us not just a path to pursue, but I'm praying that you are going to daily give us the ability to see the benefit that we're going to be able to not just obey you, but we're going to be able to see our, our lives start to look like the king's way, that we're going to be able to start seeing ourselves in our, in our most pure state, that our minds are going to be clear, that our hearts are going to be clear, that all the the the, the different places that are that are flooded, that are overflown with with greed and with 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 envy and with with uh, anger and with all these different things that we don't even know. Is causing us to live life in certain areas in certain ways that we don't even like. God, I'm praying that you are going to give us the ability to be able to not just address those areas and not just have to go through some of the pain and some of the things of revisiting, but I'm praying that you allow for that to cause us to be our most pure selves, our most innocent selves. That's going to allow for us to go live a life that's not just talked about as being a Christian, but people were able to feel it and other people are able to see it. That is ultimately going to give you glory because it's going to lead people to ask questions of what must I do to be able to, to be as innocent and as pure and as, as clear as you are. And our answer can only be Jesus. Because at the end of the day, it's Jesus is the reason why we're able to even pursue what we lost in, in Eden. God, I'm praying specifically for a redemption of the garden. That in every area of our lives that we're able to be, to receive redemption of what we lost in the garden. 
So God, I, I'm thanking you, God. I'm honoring you, God. I, I, I thank you that you've given us this assignment, that you've allowed for us to even know that this is available. God, I'm praying that even through this prayer that we are starting to receive hope that we can get it back, that you want us to have it back, that a part of why Jesus lived and died was just for us to be able to be holy, but also have a picture of what it looks like to live it out, to be able to experience it. And so, God, we thank you. We love you, God. I'm praying that you would forgive us for every sin, known and unknown, and continue to do a work in our heart, transforming us from the inside out. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm passing it back to Kaya. I love y'all, and I'm super excited. Listen, tap in. Make sure you be committed over these next four months, at least.